Who gave me permission to do this? <laughs> oh my god. Sometimes we're gonna laugh and sometimes we're gonna cry. That's just the way it goes. Welcome to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast for everyone and anyone who is seeking their purpose, who wants to change but might feel stuck. Our title is a perfect example of why you should not judge a book by its cover. Jackie aims to help everyone, not just females. Learn to dig deep into yourself in every episode and get real with what you need as we figure out exactly what that is. Whether it's a relationship or a career, we as individuals make stupid mistakes, although our wiser higher self always knew better. We must get to a place where we can accept our stupid and move forward into our wise. Here is your host, Jackie Minsky. Welcome to Stupid Wise Girl, the podcast. If you are new, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're with me for a while, thank you so, so much for coming back. On today's show, we have Mary Jerovich, who is a career coach, and her passion is helping women advance in their careers by helping them create promotion plans. She helps women build a blueprint that gives them confidence, value, and helps them land their dream job. Everyone, please welcome Mary Jerovich to the show. Thank you, Jackie. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to speak to the women and the men in your cohort. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on the show for many reasons. Actually, last week on episode 54, I did an episode about the power of knowing our value and self-worth. And I think this goes really well with today's episode that we're about to record. It's our relationship with money. A lot of people, both men and women, don't know their worth, and that really shows up in their careers, in the workplace. Absolutely. And, and yeah, you're right. Your last episode, it was fantastic and definitely hit on that. Sometimes that scarcity mindset we have when we're just not valuing ourselves and it doesn't have to be that way. That's the great thing. Can you take me to who you were before you discovered your power? How or what made you more confident to go after your self-worth? Yeah. So it's actually interesting. My, my story, it's kind of like a roller coaster. I've kind of been the underdog from the beginning. I actually started struggling when I was in grade school. I had a really hard time with spelling and reading and writing, and that, that kind of continued all the way through high school. I actually didn't think I was going to go to college because I thought I was too stupid to do that. And I took this trip to Las Vegas, and I came home and I told my mom, I'm not going to be a masseuse. I'm going to go run a hotel in Las Vegas. And that took me on a journey to Penn State university and I ended up graduating. I made a few stops before I got there. I didn't get to go straight to the main campus, but I graduated four years later and I started off in restaurants because that's what I had a lot of experience in through going through school. And, you know, during the time when I was going through the restaurants and I was getting promotions and getting raises and things like that, I didn't really know why I was getting them. It's not till I look back today that I can actually reflect and figure out like what was working and why was it working? Why was I able to achieve these things? But although I really loved restaurants, I wanted to make a change for my family. So I actually went from working in the restaurant business and being a manager and then an inspector to getting a job as a front office assistant. And if I can be completely honest with you, Jackie, I didn't know if I was going to get hired for this position because I doubted if I was qualified because I had never worked in a doctor's office before. So here I was like getting all these raises and promotions and 
having these degrees and I'm thinking like, can I even get this job as a front office assistant? So kind of crazy, but I did everything in my power to get that job uh, because I, I just knew it was the right fit. I really wanted to work for the owners of this company. And after getting hired in, I came to find out that we were starting another company and I knew I wanted to work at that company then. So that's where I am today at Freedom Practice Coaching. But as I started to go along my journey, I was excelling. I was doing really well at coaching the clients, coaching, you know, entrepreneurial doctors all across the country. I was named team member of the year. Like it felt like I was doing all the right things. And I was just working really, really hard trying to get noticed and trying to get promoted. But other people were getting hired in over my head. And, you know, my husband would tell me like, you should do that job. Like you should do that thing. Like you're training these people. And I was just like, no, no, I'm not sure. I don't think I'm ready. Like, you know, they're, they're the right person. And, and it's really just because I was doubting myself and I wasn't having a belief in myself. And the turning point was really whenever I, I was at a leadership meeting and I just stood up from the meeting and I said, I'm going to be the next COO of this company. And I told that to my current boss, the COO. And she's like, yeah, you should, you should do that. And you know, I'm thinking this is like 10 years down the line or something. Well, she resigns three months later. So I'm like, okay, this is my chance. And, uh, I was scared of course, but I went in to talk to the CEO and I was like, okay, I, I want to be the COO. And they're like, well, no, like, like, like you have to do the job before you can get the job. But no one wanted to be led by me. And through, through being very, very stuck, um, God spoke to me one day and he said, Mary, make a plan. And he showed me a different way and a different path. And that's when my promotion plan was birthed. And that promotion plan took me from stuck to three weeks later being promoted to vice president of operations. And a couple of years later, I'm now COO. And at my last meeting, I was told they want me to be the CEO within a couple of years. So that they're really powerful plans, literally from like, we're not sure you're the person to like, here's a promotion. So, and now it's the standard in our company for how you earn promotions. That's amazing. And there's so much I want to touch up on with everything you just said and congratulations. But I love that you said that it was a roller coaster because many times I feel like success is really a roller coaster and we we have to enjoy the process of the becoming. But I also want to say that you said something important, that you said you decided to make a choice. Now, Lori Harder, who also has a podcast, in one of her episodes, she said something very powerful. You just have to decide, which is exactly what you did and exactly what we all should be doing. When we make a commitment, when we make a decision, we create a plan. So I love your story. I really love that that's really how your process was. But can you tell me, what do you think, since you went through that, what is one or two self-limiting beliefs you may have had or people have around money and what can they do to shift out of it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good question. So a, a couple self-limiting beliefs people have, the, the first one is, is money is evil or, or I don't need to make more money. I mean, I've even went so far as to tell my boss one time that money wasn't important to me. And like, looking back, I'm like, that's the stupidest thing you've ever said. Like you should always get your highest value at work. You have to put those hours in. Why not get your highest value? 
But I think we do that because we think that we're being greedy and we're not having gratitude. And that is a really big problem, especially for women. We feel so much gratitude for what we've been given that we feel like if we're wanting more, then we're going to be seen as greedy. And, and that, that really holds us back. The other thing that I think that, that holds us back is we just, it, it has to do with money because we just underestimate our value. So we, most people, 95% of people, they underestimate their own value and they overestimate everybody else's. And so when it comes to negotiating or asking for a raise, we oftentimes get these fixed mindsets and we think like people are fair. So we're going to say like, well, my boss offered me this, so this must be all I can get. And we don't negotiate and we don't set our value. We let other people set our values. And I think those two things are really, really holding people back with money. That's super true. And also in the workplace, and I'm sure you can agree to this, I've learned as an entrepreneur, this is also very you know, this, this is, this is happening in, in the real world when it comes to companies, you know, women can be catty and men are intimidated by powerful women. So you have to really know where you are and you have to really be very into your work and know your worth to be able to see those kinds of people come your way and try to overcome those challenges, those kinds of people, whether it's a caddy woman that may be in your workplace or a man who's intimidated and will try to keep you below him because those kinds of people do exist. Yes. And, you know, we, we can't always change other people, but we can change ourselves. And so what we don't want to do is just use other people as an excuse. And I know I've been guilty of that too, because sometimes we're not doing everything that we could do. And it's not just doing a good job because just doing a good job, like I, that's not going to get you a promotion or a raise most of the time. Well, it's also about confidence. And I think when you're confident in your work and you believe in yourself, you know, that's what's going to take you far, whether you stay in the company you're at or you take yourself and your self-worth elsewhere. But what do you think are a few ways people can begin to even feel confident about their work? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question because the truth is, is I think just realizing that most people actually lack confidence. I've been in different high level groups and when people have these real authentic conversations and they're letting you know how like like there's a real confidence problem in the world like it's not just like if, if you're sitting in your job today like don't think that it's just you like there is it's like an epidemic or a pandemic right of confidence because we're looking for our confidence from the wrong areas we don't look at ourselves we don't turn around and look back and, and see the things that we've done what we do is we look around and we say what are other people saying to us, what are they doing? How are they acting towards us? And we let other people give us our value and they, we allow them to give us our confidence. And whether that's through likes on Facebook or, you know, it, it's somebody showing you appreciation at work. Like we crave this constant attention and we allow that to be our confidence, but your confidence should never come from other people. 
I agree. I also think that, and I speak about this on my podcast often, that as a society with social media and so many different people on these platforms, we're also trying to see what other people are doing to succeed. And we try to do what they're doing instead of realizing our own set of skills. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing people don't tell you very often. And it, the earlier you can learn the lesson that there's no one type of leader that's really the most elite, like all different types of leadership work. And what you don't want to fall victim to is following the wrong type of leader for the wrong reason. So I feel very strongly about picking my mentors. Very, I'm just very specific on that. I want to make sure that the people that I'm following embrace the same values that I do because I don't want to separate myself from my values because it's easy as you're trying to move up to lose sight of what's really important. And really, when you're trying to move up in your career, it's not about you. It's really about the impact that you can make on the team you're going to get to lead and serve and on the impact you can make on the business and therefore in the world. And so it's not about you. And you really have to just realize, like, I don't have to be anybody else. I just need to be authentically me. I'm not going to be perfect. And that's okay because we're always becoming. And when we can be okay with the fact that we need to grow and learn things and have a mindset to say, I can figure that out. I can learn that thing. Not I'm deficient in this thing. I'll never get this thing. Then we'll, we'll be able to grow into the leader. And we're, we're always right where we need to be. I, I truly believe that. I do too. I, I always say that. You know, if, if you look at nature, you know, because I'm very spiritual and I believe, you know, we're all connected. And if when we go through our struggles, it's almost like, as you said, we're becoming, but it's almost like our struggles are our roots that ground us. And then as we become, you know, we expand and we grow. Absolutely. That, yes, that's exactly how it works. And we just can't look over at the other trees and say, well, What's <laughs> yeah, that's how, how how faster. faster. <laughs> like that one over there. And why yeah. that one has purple flowers and that one has pink and that one has fruit. It's like you, you just can't do that. You just gotta look at yourself and say, Hey, if, if an area of my life is not producing fruit, if, if my branches aren't, what am I putting in? What how am I investing in myself? How how am I investing in my learning and my growth and my relationships? And that's what produces the fruit. And that all, it comes from our hearts too, what we really believe in our hearts. Yes, that's powerful. I know you love discussing how, you know, how people can get a raise and it's something you do coach. But I have a question. Do you think that there is a right time frame to wait before you ask for a raise? Because I think this is something people struggle with. Yeah, there, I think that there's definitely a, a right time to ask. And the first thing I would say is if you are starting a new job or if you have started a new job, like, like negotiate your salary going in. There's always room for negotiation. When you don't negotiate, you leave money on the table. And so that would be my first tip is just negotiate. Even if it's really scary to you, just try for a few thousand dollars more because you're probably going to get it. And if you don't, you're going to get somewhere in the middle. 
And what we think is like, we'll lose this job if we, if we try to ask for more money. But the truth is we actually become more valuable to the company whenever we increase our dollar value that we're asking for. So that would be my first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is typically between eight and 12 months after doing, after having your original raise or after getting the job initially, that gives you enough time to show your value because you do want to show your value. You want to do a really good job. And I, I think you, you can't not do a good job and expect to keep increasing. Um, and then depending on the work you're in, oftentimes, you know, you need to take on new responsibilities. So what I encourage people to do is start to take on those new responsibilities, start to train, start to learn, ask people, see what you can do to get involved, or even just have a conversation with your manager and say, you know, I really would like to grow in this company. What is your advice? Something as simple as that is going to let your manager know this person wants more, they want to grow, and they're going to help point you in the right direction. And so I wouldn't ask more than every eight to 12 months unless there's like, if you get a promotion, obviously you should be asking. If there's another job open that you're trying to get and that includes a raise, absolutely. But outside of that, if we ask too frequently, we... We, st we don't want to look self-serving. And when we go into our boss's office, it's like, it's like we have our arms out and we're like, give me, give me. And a lot of bosses actually see, see their employees as selfish and we don't want to appear that way. And so we want to make sure that we give and it's not just taking. So the other thing I would recommend is when you go in is that you have some other great ideas or some other things that bring value to the company. I love that. That was so powerful that so many people when asking for a raise can come off selfish. Now, what would you say to someone who, let's say, does all this and then they still get a no? How can someone handle being told no when they do ask for a raise? Yeah. So the first thing I would do is I would check if you're making any of the common mistakes that come whenever you're trying to, to earn a promotion or raise. And just to name a few of those really quickly, one is making the raise about you and your personal needs. Like it's not your boss's problem if you can't pay your bills. It's just not. So you'd never want to go in there and say, I'm having trouble paying my bills. I need to make more money because that's not showing your value at work. Another thing you never want to do is you never want to say, you know, Bobby is making X amount of money. I should be making that much too. Your pay is not determined off of somebody else's within your organization. And a lot of companies look really badly on that. So those are two things I would make sure that I was definitely avoiding. And then when you're told no, I, you need to figure out why. What is it that they're looking for? And you have to figure out a way forward because a lot of times when we have these career advancement meetings, it's, a, it's like, it's a process. It's not always just one meeting. Maybe it's that you need to grow and learn a new skill. And so what I would tell people to do is get very specifics, get, ask why they're not eligible and what they can do to become eligible. Get specific things and then ask if you can have another review 
in 90 to 120 days. Just kind of think about how long it's going to take you to accomplish those things they've asked you for, and then ask for that 90 to 120 days. And then as soon as you get out of that meeting, what you want to do is you want to go and you want to send an email saying what you guys talked about in your meeting, confirming it, and let them know that you're going to go ahead and schedule that meeting for 90 or 120 days right now and get that meeting scheduled. That way you already know this is what I'm working towards. So how can someone who's working a corporate job, what are some signs that someone can look for to see that maybe they are undervalued, underappreciated in their workplace, and potentially maybe there's really no room for growth within this company? Yeah, and so the first thing I would say is, Let's, let's make sure that this is a fact that there's no room for growth and it's not an assumption that we're making because sometimes we look at the people around us and we start to make assumptions. Well, this didn't happen for this person and this didn't happen for this person and they were so great. And so I wouldn't make assumptions because sometimes there's things that we just don't know. Also, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know this, like people's revenue changes. So at certain points in time, they may not be able to afford a certain type of an employee. So things can shift in that way too. So I would say definitely have the meeting with your boss to advance in your career and figure out a way forward. And if they shut you down and they just tell you no, then you know that like, okay, I need to go back to the job market and I need to go and see, you know, where I'm at and what my other opportunities are. But I would never... I never recommend people going out into the job market and bringing offers back in to say, well, I can get this out here. So, so you better pay me this because that's just, it just leaves this bad taste. Like, does it work? Yeah, it works, but it leaves this really bad taste. So what you want to do is go on to different websites like indeed.com, Glassdoor, Payscale. They all have salary finders. And what I always recommend for my clients to do is I want them to find the average for their position in their area. And then I also want them to find the national average. And I use, I like to use at least two of the websites when I'm doing this research, because that gives me numbers that I can average. Those things aren't always hundred percent exact, but oftentimes people will notice like I'm on the lower scale. And the truth is, is if you're a great employee, you should be on the higher end. You shouldn't even be in the middle. And so that's what I always teach my clients is like, you want to be on the higher end because you are a high producing employee. And so don't settle for, for the middle. And then you can use that for leverage when you go into your meetings as well, just to say, you know, the average for my job in the market right now is, is 45,000 or 60,000. I'd really like to see how we can get there. And that's a really fair conversation to have, especially if you've been, if you undervalued yourself when you were coming in and now you have some experience it's okay for you to ask for that. Um, you know, we get zero of, of what we don't ask for. So like your company's job is to get employees at the lowest wage. So the highest performing at the lowest wage. So they're not going to go around trying to just pay you more. Um, most of them are negotiating and, and figuring things out that way. So the other thing I would recommend to figure out what your value is is to talk to people, talk to other colleagues in other businesses and see what they're making in similar roles. And if you, if you don't know anybody or you don't have like a, a, you know, alumni association or anything that you've been in, then you can always go to Facebook and there's different Facebook groups for things. So if you're a assistant or a manager, 
get into a Facebook group, one of the private ones, and then you can always ask that question in there and just say, hey, I know this is a sensitive subject, but I think I might be being undervalued. You know, it, would some of you mind uh, personal messaging what your salaries are? And that's a great way to just do some market research to see if you're getting the average or below. Yeah, and that that goes into the scarcity mindset. Sometimes people are so comfortable and they'll take what they can get that they don't even want to do research because they're afraid to wind up without a job completely. So they just accept what they're offered. Yeah, absolutely. It, it happens. Now, I know besides, you know, asking for a raise, there are entrepreneurs who do work for themselves. What are what do you think are some ways that someone who works for themselves can scale their business and increase their own income? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I love that question because I, I get to coach hundreds of doctors across the country. So I'm constantly coaching entrepreneurs. Um, <laughs> you know, really the biggest thing is getting out into the community and speaking. And I know right now we're, we're, we're on some social distancing stuff, but just being able to speak to people and connect with them and really making it about the person you're speaking with is the best thing that you can do. So right now in the digital world, having webinars, doing Facebook lives, doing a challenge. And if you're not sure how to do some of these things, um, you know, just, just start watching other people do them first and then set a goal for yourself and just get started. What I really believe matters is consistency. We're not going to see a result in a day or two days or three days, but if we're consistent over time, we will get the results. It's kind of like you said in your last episode, if you don't quit, you will get there. But we, if we quit, we'll never get there. And so stay consistent and don't think that you're going to start in a week or in a month or when you learn this next skill or when you do this next thing, because the way we get better at things is by doing them. We don't get better at doing things just by watching them. So if you want to start a podcast, just start one. Maybe your first few episodes aren't that great, but you're going to learn and you're going to be better in a few episodes or with FaceTime live, maybe your first videos. I mean, I literally had a video that was like upside down or sideways or something. And I'm like, well, I learned something that day, right? So I'm one step closer. I, I knew, I, I know how to do that a little bit better now, but just have a consistency. And the other thing I would say is just be focused, right? We always like to jump from this thing to the next thing to the next thing. Stay focused, keep your time focused and you will see greater results. Yeah, that's so true. Even, even when you, you know, the first question I asked you about your history, you know, and you said something, you said you weren't ready. And that was, that was your belief at the time. And we're never really ready. And Oprah says this, we learn as we go. Yeah. I mean, anybody can do something for two months. So you, you have, you have to keep showing up. And when you keep showing up, people will, will find you and they'll, they'll want to connect with you. Do you, have you ever, or do you believe in affirmations? And if so, do you recommend doing any money affirmations? I, I definitely believe in affirmations and I definitely believe in money affirmations. I actually teach my clients to do money affirmations because you see the thing is, and, and I know that your viewers that listen to this all the time already know a lot about affirmations, but what we believe is what is true. And we have to change our beliefs. And when we can do that through 
affirmations and repeating affirmations, then it changes our mind and it changes our heart. And then it changes all the cells in our body. And money is not evil. It's just what people do with it. So we have to change the way we think about money. And so I think money comes to me easily, right? Because if I do that, uh, you know, pay, people pay me for the great services that I offer. I, I want to do have money affirmations, not because it's all about the money. It's really about helping and serving people. Money is a byproduct of that. But we have to be open to money. And one of my mentors, uh, Pedro Adeo, he said on a recent challenge that he did, he said, don't ever say that you don't need a million dollars. So don't ever say that. And he says, you don't know what God has planned for your future. Mm. You don't know who you're supposed to serve and who you're supposed to help and what your mission is supposed to be. And so I think that, that that's really powerful. And in Terry Loop's um, book, Sacred Pace, he talks about kind of balance with money because I think this is where we get it all wrong. We just think like, oh, well, if I want that, that's bad. But he talks about after he gets a large sum of money, whether it's a deal or whatever it is, he actually won't even make any kind of large purchase for an entire year. Like he won't even do it because now he's separating himself from anything negative that that money could be causing in his life. Because I understand that we, we want to be pure. We want to withhold our values. We don't want to change, but money can do really great positive things. Well, they usually say money just reveals who you are. You know, if you are a selfish person and you get more money, you probably are going to be more selfish. You know, if you're a giving person and you have more money, you're probably going to be more giving. You know, so money just really reveals our character. I, I'm a big believer in that. But I think if we enjoy our darkness, enjoy the process, enjoy, you know, the struggles and better ourselves, then when we do come into money, we can understand and appreciate and that we do deserve it. Yes, we, we were put here on this earth to prosper. And we should have abundance. I mean, you have to, you have to work for that and you have to kind of be in your your, your field of favor, your strength or your purpose. Right. But we were put here to be abundant. We weren't put here to suffer and we, we should be able to have the desires of our hearts. I think a lot of the times when we're struggling, we want to, and this is something I learned recently, actually, sometimes we feel like we have to struggle to receive money or to receive that career or to receive that relationship. And that's actually a state of mind that then we attach to our life. I've learned to stop thinking that I need to struggle to become or to receive. I think that's also very important to realize we don't need to struggle. We're just waiting and it should be effortless and it should be peaceful. So I think that's also important not to assume that you need to fight a struggle to reach success. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's absolutely it. And if you are struggling, you gotta, you gotta look back and say, is it really a struggle or am I making it a struggle in my mind? Yeah. Or why is it, or, or, or yeah. Or why am I accepting this struggle? Why is this, why am I making, why am I allowing this to take place in my life? Now, with that said, since you do affirmations, I, then you have to be a believer in manifestation. 
So can you ever remember a time that maybe you manifested money? And if so, how did that process go for you from the moment you might have imagined it to the moment you received it? Did you maybe do visualizations on top of affirmations? Because manifestation is a huge part of my, my podcast. And I love to get people's opinion on how others can manifest or what works for you in terms of manifestation. Yeah, absolutely. So I can remember a couple of times and, and I am a Christian. Um, and so, you know, I, I always believe like you cannot give the Lord. And so Caleb is one of the things that came into my life whenever I was first saved and I started giving on their, for, for, for the radio show, they are completely uh, funded by the, by the viewers or the listeners. And I remember plenty of times when I'm like, they're having a pledge drive and I'm like, should I, should I, yeah, I should do this thing. Like this, this feels like, like, like I'm being called to do this thing. And sure enough, I would increase my donation and more money would come into my life. It just, it just did. I would get a raise. Something would happen um, effortlessly. So, so that was definitely one time. And then another time that it happened, I was actually meditating and I was talking to a prospect and I, I was doing her interview to see if she would be a candidate for my program. And, you know, I thought she would be a really good fit, but that financially it just wasn't going to work out for her. And I went through a meditation and I, I was going through this deep meditation and, and manifesting is, is at the end of it. And, and I just realized like, I, I just want to help people like, cause it's not about the money for me. I, I, I have a great job. I'm an executive, you know, I, I, yes, I'm not turning money away because I have great aspirations for the money that I want to earn. But I, I immediately went and like wrote a heartfelt email to this person and just said, you know, you're going to be on a scholarship program. Like you, whatever, whatever you can pay, it doesn't matter if it's like, you already know the price of it. So if you want to pay $5 or $500 or whatever price you want to pay, like just, just whatever works for you. I just want to help you. And she did. And she came back and she paid nearly the full price. Wow. Yeah. And I'm so glad because she's, she's incredible and, and her life is changing. So it's really a blessing that she, she invested in herself. And, that, and that's super important. I always tell people invest in yourself also, I think it's interesting that, you know, whether someone wants to call it manifestation, faith, you know, whether someone wants to give credit to God, source, the universe, it all ties down to honestly letting go and having a relationship with the higher power. So can you tell everyone how to find you on social media, any programs, any specials, any way my audience can support or contact you? So if you just want to go over to my website, mypromotionplan.com, you can you can get my name there, but feel free to follow me on any social, social media platforms. I'm real active on LinkedIn um, and really Facebook. Those are the two I'm most active on. But Outside of that, if you'd like to email me, I would like to offer your audience, if it's okay with you, Jackie, a very special offer that I've never done before. So what I would like to do is give any viewer the opportunity to get 50% off of my course. So the course covers everything from 
your beliefs to the goal setting to building your entire plan, all of the scripts and tools, everything that took me hundreds of hours to learn and all of the stress of going through the meetings. So it's a, it's a full plan that's laid out. And if you email me at Mary at my promotion plan, Mary at my promotion plan, and you just put wise girl in the subject and let me know something you loved about this podcast. What I would like to do is send you a 50% off coupon. So whatever deal I'm running at the time, um, Right now, the course is around $2,000, but if you see a lower price, you'll be able to get 50% off at, at any point in time. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that for my audience, and thank you so much for coming on the show. This has really been an amazing, amazing interview, and I hope you guys listening got a lot of insight of how you can find your value, how you can really get yourself out there in the workplace. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for having me on. It's, it's a pleasure to, to be here with you and your audience.